Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. John, on a day like this where, you know, the Cardinals lose, they go down 2-1, to one. of course, you know, uh, you've got Marty playing baseball now. And so, I know. you know, I think it's a wash, I think, for, for any of those that you saw your catch this morning. Boy, she stepped to the plate, didn't she? Yeah, she really did, man. Uh, I was I was totally impressed. And, and did you yeah. notice the switch hitter? She was a switch hitter. Yeah, that was hitter. incredible. Wow. I know. I I didn't mention a thing about that. She just did that on her own, you know. And it, and, and she switched wow. her grip too, you know. I mean, gosh, <laughs> she, I'm, she, I'm she had you know the form was there. She was hitting her, tapping the plate with her with her uh, with her bat. I mean, it was like you know. I think she's been kind of a closet baseball player all along. <laughs> oh boy! I no, don't you dare let her hear you say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Let me go back to watching paint dry. And so I think yes. that's, a, yes. that's the statement there. But, yes, the Cardinals lost uh, down 2-1 in the series. Of course, John, with the Angels out, you know, who are you rooting for now? I mean, I am I am totally behind Kansas City, the, the yeah. guys who beat us, because I figure yeah. if they go all the way, then we won't feel so bad, you know? Yeah. Because you know they are obviously a hot team. There's no nothing, yes. nothing you can say about that. So, so I don't know. It's funny. It's a it's a funny sport, and uh, sometimes I long for the good old days when you had the team with the best record in the American League playing the team with the best record in the National League, and everybody else went home. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's yeah. That would be the Angels and the Orioles, but uh, not not to be, you know. No, so, no. but, but it's good, great for great for baseball. All these other people get to be involved, you know. All these other cities, it's wonderful. Yes. So that is true, and to see Kansas City in there, you know, it's been what since the eighties, the George yeah. Brandt team, right? So I mean, it's, it's good to see a, yeah. a, a, another team in there. Of course, we'd like to see St. Louis and the Angels in there every year, but that's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of rooting for an I-70 series. Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. the old yeah they did that one year I think uh, at least once maybe more than that but uh, yeah. I think it, it makes for a lot of excitement. But Marty, with the marketing mind, tells me yeah. that that would not be good for business because um, you know because the hotels would lose money and you know because no one has to. No one has to fly in. Airlines would be losing yeah. money. You know, everybody just drive back and forth. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> just drive back and forth. Well, it'll That's, be fun to find out from the show tonight with our with our guests to see, you know, 
he might you know, have something to say about that with the Kansas State Blue. Well, uh, maybe some we series, maybe, huh? Yeah, we will. We're going to find that out. That's probably going to be my first first question. And, <laughs> right off the bat. Because I'm I'm very excited uh, to have our guest tonight, B. Haley, who is a drummer for Toby Mac and the Diverse City for the past 13 years. And uh, I had the privilege of speaking with him earlier this week, actually into the last week. And um, gosh, just uh, a wonderful brother. And uh, this is going to, I can tell you, this is going to be fun. So hang on tight. And uh, right now we're going to bring on our brother B. B, are you there? Yes, I am, buddy. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you. And, uh, you know, that, that this whole baseball thing brings up the question. I, I don't remember that we talked about where you where you live. I, I'm not sure where you're living now. Well, I live in Nashville right now. Okay. All right. Are you a baseball person? Do you have any loyalties at all, or are you just, you're just oblivious to this whole thing? No, I have massive loyalties because I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, oh, that explains everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess, and that's once that, that never, you never get over that, huh? <laughs> no, brother, you, you you never get over. It. And I actually have a friend. He used to play for the Cardinals, and now they just got put out with the Angels. So I'm really rooting now for the Cardinals. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I am too. I'm too. Like I, you know, I like like I say, I'd like to see that that uh I seventy series. Right. Well well, V we're excited to hear a little bit about your life, uh especially about your um your commitments and uh and your heart. So uh why don't we just start out by having you tell us just a little bit about um you know, your your beginnings. Um, tell us a little bit about your early years. You know where you grew up. What 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 your what your childhood was like. That that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Well, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, there you came go. from a very came from a very religious household. My mom is an evangelist, and uh, uh, she we was in church. I think probably six days out of a week, every week. And um, wow. So man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I came up doing that. Was very good at sports, and and uh, but man, I just took a dark, pretty a dark turn in a path because my whole life I just felt, you know, I couldn't live up to a standard, and I just felt judged. So I went on a really, you know, dark path where uh, I ended up having three kids by three different women, end up selling mm-hmm. drugs, end up just going down this really, really dark path, and then I was able to move to Nashville. My sister, uh, my oldest sister at the time, um, she was on her deathbed. She had uh, malignant tumors uh, within her brain that traveled to her spine, and she made me promise her that uh, I would get out of St. Louis and pursue my music career. So um, I I took her, um, you know, forward. Um, She passed away within a month. I had packed up all my bags, I mean, and, and, um, and a drum set, and I moved to Nashville. And uh, now I've been in Nashville. It'll be 18 years here, uh, probably wow. this August. I mean, next August coming. And um, 
I've been in Nashville now 18 years, but uh, Nashville's become my first home. And, uh, mm. you know, St. Louis will always be, you know, that home. But Nashville, man, I couldn't imagine my life if I wouldn't have made that move. It actually saved my life, to be very honest with isn't you. That, isn't that amazing? Your your sister on her deathbed um, yeah. prophesied for you, told you what, I mean, that was the Lord, huh? Man, my sister, that that's my angel, man, and it was the Lord speaking through her. Um, I know that because I couldn't imagine my life, and through her planting a seed like that, I couldn't imagine my life without that, uh, just that word of prophecy, if you will, you know? And and why do you think she said, other than, you know, hearing from the Lord, why, why did she say Nashville? Because she was uh, thinking about your music, is that why? Yeah, man, she knew I had a pretty good gift, and actually she didn't say Nashville. She just made me promise her to, to go and get out of St. Louis and pursue my musical career. So at the time, okay. um, my options were Nashville, L.A., or New York, you know, where the, where, where the music industries are at. And, of course, uh, mm-hmm. for me, uh, with my financial stages, it made more sense to go to Nashville because it's only a five-hour drive away from, uh, from uh, St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that that was probably a good choice, you know, obviously. You know, and there's a lot, lot, lot other competition in LA and New York for your attention. Absolutely, and, uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, the best choice. Tell me what. Tell me a little bit then about the music. I mean, when when did you when did you first want to be a drummer? Well, brother, I always wanted to be a drummer. Uh, I mean, my mom brought me my first drum set. For, I mean, not my first drum set, my first snare drum, I'm sorry, for uh, mm-hmm. my uh, when I was three for Christmas. And uh, I knew oh I had a gift because my mom said I would always beat to commercials. I would always beat and be on, you know, I would hold down a time. And she knew then that uh, I was working with something, you know. So then when I was 15, man, because we came up very poor, my mom couldn't afford that much. But uh, what she could do is uh, she could put stuff on credit. And back then they had this thing called layaway. I think it's coming back yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she she was able to put, uh, you know, a drum set on layaway, man, when I was like 14. And uh, I remember, man, uh, most parents would tell their kids to stop practicing. But if I wasn't practicing, my mom would jump on me. You know, she was like, boy, why aren't you practicing? I didn't spend all this bill money, invested all this money. You better practice. So um, I really had a very supportive mom because uh, she kind of forced me to, you know, when I was in practice, to always try to better myself. And uh, I give my mom all the all credit and all that for that, wow. man, because she pushed me in the right direction. Because I know a lot of parents would tell kids, don't practice. But my mom was totally the opposite, you know. Now, is your mom still alive, B? Yes, she is. My mom just celebrated on September 11th her 74th birthday. So I'm I'm the youngest of eight. Oh, uh. So she's gotten to see your your whole transformation, and how does she feel about what you're doing now? Man, my mom, she's so stinking excited, man. She uh, <laughs> all she does, yeah, all she does is brag, and you know, like when we do television shows, she's always, you know, uh, finding out a way, as she calls it. She does. She's not familiar with DVR. She still calls it taping it, like as if it's a VCR tape. But she's deep, yeah. you know, she, she, she's DVRing it, you know. But uh, yeah, man. But she's so excited. She's always calling people, and she's always encouraging me. And honestly, man, she's the thing that keeps me going, just because 
her raising eight kids on her own without mm-hmm. any kind of child support and her just making it happen, man, she's ultimately, you know, besides Jesus, my hero and my force, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it must be it must be incredible for her to, you know, have obviously started you out with with the Lord and teaching. I'm sure she taught you uh, about the Lord, but uh, you know, then watching you go away and and uh, then have you come back with a whole different kind of of thing, you know, with this music, with this rock, you know, pop music. Um, rap music, whatever, you know, it's got to, that, that probably stretched her a little bit, but, um, I, I, you know, I had a similar thing because I grew up in a really strong Christian family and, and, uh, my parents had to stretch when, when they heard the music I was writing about the Lord. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely gave them a stretch, but they couldn't deny the reality. And, um, uh, so they they made they made the connection. So it sounds like your mom's done that without any problem. Absolutely, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she loves it, man. She loves coming out to shows. She loves the way to rock, the hip hop, the funk, the soul. She <laughs> loves the way all that feels to her, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, just one question before we move on, because I I, I heard you say when you were little, you know, as you're growing up, that there was something that, even though the gospel was there, you said judgment was there. You felt judged. And so somehow that got in the way of you hearing the gospel message. Um, how, how do you think, how do you think that happened? And how, you know, how, how do we, how do we keep from having that happen again? Well, man, um, I think, John, honestly, just to be very honest, uh, I couldn't live up to a standard. I felt like my my leaders at my church were asking me to live up to. And just to be very honest with you, if they were really transparent with me and uh, mm-hmm. let me know that they had the same struggles that I, were ha- that I was having and not uh. making it seem like uh, uh, I was the crazy one, because we never talked about real life. It was so much of preaching and, you know, uh, healing and deliverance services. But when it came to real life, man, I mean, nobody Mm. really explained that to me, you know, and I had to learn it the hard way. And the the, the excuse was, well, if you don't have it, you're not praying, praying hard enough. I'm like, man, I'm praying hard and and I'm fasting. This just isn't working for me. So I was thinking I was, I was weird, man. You know, I had really demons. I feel like I really had demons on. Instead of just, you know, instead of just being very honest and like, hey, bro, I struggle with the same things you struggle with. You're not crazy. This is how we're going to walk this thing out together, you know? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it break your heart? I mean, how many times over could that story be told? Really? Brother, I see it it time and time again, and I meet thousands upon thousands of people you know, who who have left the church because of stuff like that. You know, they just couldn't live up to the standard that was being preached to them, man. And, um, you know, they're, you know, everybody's, you know, we're just not perfect people, you know. That's yeah. not reality yeah. and that's not life. And that's not Jesus yeah. either. 
Yeah, I like I like what you said about that. That the leaders were not were not honest with you, and uh, right. I I agree with you. I I think that's where the, you know, I think of the, <laughs> I don't know that that's where the the responsibility has to lie. Is uh, yeah, it's a it's a shame, but I think as leader we have a lot of leaders that are maybe even not maybe not intentionally, right, uh, but still doing it, leading people way astray because right. uh, because because they're they're unwilling to tell us the truth about their own life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so true. It's so true. Well, so that's changed for you. You, uh, uh, I'm sure you you have an influence over uh, some some other people in the faith. And are you uh, are you working at trying to to be different on that level? Be honest with them about your life. Brother, that's all it's about with me right now, just being very transparent. Because I feel like, man, we have an obligation. I feel like I learned the truth later. So I feel like we have an obligation when we learn late to teach them early. So that's my mm. goal, man. Oh, and that's just being very transparent, you know, through mm-hmm. my fault through through my faults. Forget forget my victories. I don't want mm-hmm. guys or, or, or girls to have to go through the same you know, stuff I went through, man. I want to be very honest. You know what I'm saying? It says, the same we used to say back in the day, tell the truth, shame the devil. So that's what I want to do, man. <laughs> I want to tell the truth and shame the devil and prepare people for, you know, his tactics and, you know, his vices and, you know, not to fall for the bait like I fell for the bait, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, like why we talk a lot, about here uh, on on this show, and I write a lot about in the catch something we call the new covenant. The the, the, the of course the, the great news about this is that when we are honest, um, then what happens is uh, Jesus, the real Jesus, is able to show up in our lives, truly find the Lord, not just our idea of what a Christian should be, but they find the Lord really in our life because we need him just as much as they do. Absolutely. That's great. That's good, John. That's (laughs) really good. Well, um, tell us a little about your life as a drummer for Toby Mac and, uh, how, how has that been? And, and, uh, is that, uh, are you guys still on the road and is there, you know, are things clicking there or how's, give us a little picture there. Yeah, man. Well, I, I've been on the road now with Toby Mac Diverse City for the past 13 years. And, man, we mm-hmm. are on the road right now. Actually, we're working on a new oh. record. Toby's working on a new record right now that should come out sometime next year by Easter. So uh, we've been hashing along, man, doing that. And we're getting really ready, actually, for a new tour we have coming here that's starting the first week in November. So, um Man, we're just getting ready Great. for all that, Get, getting ready for what God has the next three and a half years. And uh, um, we're just just riding the wave. You know, it's been a, a, a amazing 13 years. So I didn't, I didn't see this one coming, you know, just to be honest yeah. with you. Well, you know, that's a lot, lot of longevity for a group. Uh, right. You know, there aren't, there aren't many groups that, that, that can still be going strong after that many years. And I, and yeah, I think it's Toby. Go ahead. I've been there 13 years. Most bands don't make it 13 days, and that's <laughs> you know, 
that's just a real that's a real fact. You know, it's just it's hard to keep a group of guys, you know, and mm-hmm. just on the same page. So that shows a lot about the leadership with Toby and the people he he surrounds himself with. You know. Okay, um, and one thing I think we left out a very important um, part of your piece of your story was uh, would be. Um, your spiritual journey, I I know you, you know, things, obviously you got things together with the Lord in, in, in Nashville, but that, I'm sure that didn't happen immediately. How, what did that look like over time? How did, what, tell us a little bit about um, how you, how you came back to the Lord and, and who is, who is, who is instrumental in that for you? Absolutely. Well, man, uh, when I joined the band Toby Mac uh, 13 years ago, brother, um, it, it was a little weird for me because um, I had kind of given up on the love of Jesus, just to be honest with you. I was just kind of mm-hmm. seeking more of a paycheck. You know, so mm-hmm. so Toby and Diverse City did something that changed the whole trajectory of my life. They mm-hmm. decided to love me to the cross instead of judge mm-hmm. me away from the cross. And brother, mm. that's done sparked a love movement with me. Mm. That's been changed my life, and I didn't caught that ball. And now I'm running, man. I have a real understanding of now who Jesus really is. You know, through mm. through brothers walking with me, and you know, just being patient with me, and uh, deciding to serve me instead of judge me. You know, deciding mm. to love me and cover my sin instead of expose me, you know, mm. and, let, mm. and let Jesus do the washing, you know. So, man, mm. that, that's where I'm at right now, bro. And I'm trying to, I'm trying the same love I've done, um, if you will, done recaptured. I'm just like, mm. I, I'm on fire, man. I just want people to, to catch it, you know. And it's, I'm just, I'm just trying to spread this thing, man. I'm just really trying to spread it and give people a real sense of who Jesus and his love is, man, because religion has a way of uh, pushing people out, but Jesus and his love has a way of pulling people in. So Mm. that's my goal from Mm. here on out, you know? Wow. Well, that is, that is truly prophetic, my friends. Um, Because I, uh, I, that was, that's something that I've been holding on to, myself for some time is that uh, the hope that through through uh, whatever I can do for the kingdom people will be will run towards the Lord instead of away from him uh, in those yeah. words so we're, we're talking yeah. the same word here because there, there are too many, too many people running away from the, I love your your idea of love me to the cross instead of judge me Away from the cross. Did you hear that, Gunner? That's a that's one to write down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, now you have a very interesting thing that you're working with right now, um, and it looks like a, a clothing line. It's called The United One. Now this is interesting. Tell us about this. Well, man, honestly, John, the United One is a movement first, and a clothing line okay. is a small byproduct of what the movement embodies. You know, 
uh, I have this movement called the United One. God just put on my heart several years ago. He was just like, B, uh, you done spent your whole life making other people famous. Now I want you to focus on making me famous. I'm like, okay, God, well, how, how do I do that? And he was like, reintroduce me to this world as the one and only God. I am the number one. I am the one, and I want you to take this love that you done experienced and just shower it, man, starting with one person at a time. And, brother, so that's where I'm at, and I'm just following Jesus' marketing plan. How did he do it? Before Jesus spoke a word about God, he would always meet people where they were at. He would always serve them. And then they would want to know about God. But he had a one-way love with no strings attached. And that's where I'm at, John. I just want to be able to, I just want to, be able to love on people, man. That's, that's where I'm at. Love is effective, man. Jesus and his love is effective. And so many times I feel like we just want the instant gratification of love. But, man, sometimes it's all about you just planting that seed and moving out the way and letting God do his part. He's the perfect partner. You plant the seed, and we expect God to let it grow, man, and that's where I'm at. It takes the pressure off me because I'm not God. I can't judge anybody. I think we're trying to be guys. We, we, we really, we're into judging each other and putting each other into a heaven or a hell, and that's just not our place. We're only called to do one thing, and that's love. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Tell tell us more about this movement. I, I love your use of that word. Um, tell me about the movement. Yeah, man, well, we're, I'm just going around speaking to people, and, you know, for the past 13 years being on the road with Toby, I'm not the kind of guy that just chills back at the hotel on a tour bus. I love getting out there and just talking and just listening to mm-hmm. people, and I've been doing that for 13 years, man. So I just want to infiltrate people with love because sometimes the stage can be that cancer that separates you from the people. So, I, mm. I mean, this is only mm. seasonal, man, and I want to get beyond the stage. If if I can't reach beyond the stage and reach people, then why am I here? Mm. That's my whole thing, man. I want to take my message and just not tell you about Jesus, but I want to show you Jesus. And my actions, I believe, should always speak louder than any words. You know, so that's just my heart, man. It's all about being wow. about it, not talking about it, you know? Wow. Wow. Now, um, tell us how that, uh, tell us a little bit how the the uh, clothing line fits in with this. Uh, yeah, man, uh, well, what, what we do is if people, they want to join the actual movement, um, mm-hmm. They buy shirts, man, and uh, it's just a so to show association uh, with with the brand and people. They're buying it, man. But I had this idea mm-hmm. of I'm like, okay, God, I want to create a brand that just gives back to you. So after after our business costs, a hundred percent of our profits go into communities and around the world helping people. So honestly, man, we're only making money to give it away. And that's truly what God's hand is truly is to me, is I want to meet the needs of people, whether that's spiritually, physically, financially, or emotionally. Um, People could use, I know in my community and around the world, not a handout, but people can use a hand up. Mm. So this is what this movement is all about, you know? Yeah. Where would would our listeners go if they want to find out uh, anything more about the United One? 
Absolutely. It's V-T-H-E-E. That's two E's. United, mm-hmm. and that's number one, dot com. TheUnitedOne.com. Not O-N-E, but the number one.com. Okay. TheUnitedOne.com. Got it. Got it. And uh, and then they can find out, uh, is that, can they find out about you there too? See? Absolutely. You, is it, it's, so that's kind of like your your website, I mean your website as well, right? Absolutely, your, yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. So that's the T H E E United the number one dot com. That's one, it, my brother. Now, um something very current. Uh be I I I do you uh, told me that um for a part of your life you lived very near Ferguson. So uh you're very close to What's been going on there? And I think you know, have you had a chance to go back there uh, since these since these riots? And who have you talked to? And what have you been able to do? Yeah, man, I I went back to Ferguson uh, probably two weeks after the riots and all that, and I stayed for uh, a week. And I was just down there at Ground Zero, man, just loving on the people of Ferguson and just asking them questions, man, and. Uh, for the whole month after that all went down, we donated 100% of our funds to rebuild the community of Ferguson. So um, every shirt that was sold uh, went to Ferguson. I'm just down there loving on people, just asking questions, man, and just, just letting them know I'm there. And if, if, it's, if it's anything I can do, we're here. And just letting them know, too, we're better and stronger together. And uh, I wanted to, to make sure that uh, – that they knew just from my experience not to focus on who's right or who's wrong, but let's focus on Jesus and his love. And those are two and three totally different things. Let's leave the judging up to the judicial system, but this is an opportunity for us to link arms and come together and show Mm. Jesus and shine him bright. You know, this is, I don't see opposition I see an opportunity. We were made for this moment, you know, just to really link arms and just not in the black community, but the white community, the Hispanic community, every community that if you're a Jesus believer, that's all that matters. Mm. And if we believe in Jesus, let's infiltrate this place with some love. That's the only thing that's going to cure this is Jesus and his love, period. Uh, True. Wow. Can you, you know, can you tell us any stories at all about, uh, you know, can you give us any good news uh, about what you experienced there? Well, man, one thing good, man, uh, I think people were, I saw this and I haven't seen this, this loudly in St. Louis, but St. Louis is a high crime rate. I mean, it's in the top three every, every, every year, you know. But just really mm. seeing people just being able to pray, you know, out loud in, in the middle of the streets, just to be able to quote scriptures, just to be able to come together, man. Um, I think just seeing that in my hometown, because that doesn't happen. Hear mm. me when I say this, John, it doesn't happen in St. Louis. You know, people really coming together unless you're worshiping at church on a Sunday morning. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But to be able to do that, man, Almost every day I was there for a week just to be able to do that and just to 
you know, shine Jesus bright, that was the highlight of uh, of my trip there, you know, just to be very honest with you. And that's that's happening on the street. That's happening right, right there on the street, man. That's happening in grocery stores. That's happening everywhere, man. You know, it's just like a, I don't know, man. It's something happening there, man. It's something mm. cool happening there. Even though you have, a, you know, just a lot of drama and tension, you know, around the whole case and, you know, all that stuff. But, man, I just really think uh, God wants to use that city, you know, just as an mm. example, man. If that city can come together, oh, my Lord, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, that would be great. So you see, yeah. you but you you see some some uh, movement in that direction, though. Is that what you're telling us? I do, man. I I really do, man. Because uh, me leaving St. Louis, I mean, like me coming to Nashville, you kind of leave mm-hmm. St. Louis and you kind of leave it hard. You know, when you come down here to the south of Bible Belt, it's totally different. And you have to adjust. You know, so <laughs> so people these days, you know, when I'm down there. They're kind of making eye contact, speaking to you, how you doing. It's kind of feeling, you know, just in that area of Ferguson, it's feeling better, man, just just to me. You know what I'm saying? Huh, huh. Do you so, think so, – uh, you think that – I wonder, is that just because people, um, you know, people have been opened up by this and maybe they have more questions, uh, they're looking for answers? What do you, What do you think? I think so. Man, I think all, I think all the above kind of plays a part with it, man. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, man, nothing gets past Jesus. That's not His plan. So, I don't know where mm-hmm. He's going, but I trust the one who is leading, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, yeah, it's it's so true, B, isn't it? Sometimes the greatest movements of God uh, uh, come out of the worst thing. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, I know it happens in my life. I, I it sounds like it's happened in your life. Um, I, I just uh, somehow that seems to be uh, the way God works. Um, maybe we just have to, we have to come to the end of ourselves um, before we, and, and when we do, uh, we we become humbled and and we start looking for. Answers, and we start seeking the Lord. You know, that's a good thing. You know, I and we saw that after nine eleven, right? I think don't you don't you think we saw that for a while? Absolutely, absolutely, brother. Yeah. And then, and, but then, John, the sad thing is, is we go back and we fall for the bait. And Satan's <laughs> job is to divide yeah. us, man. His job oh, yeah. is to divide us, man. Okay. Satan is I'm a divider. Yeah. There you go. Go ahead, brother. Glad you. Well, I want you to talk some more about that okay? uh, because you got united in your in your um, you know the united one. That's real important. Talk, let's talk about that being united, being divided. I want to hear that. More. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just feel like from when you really study Jesus and from from the beginning of time, from when Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. I mean. It was all about a divide. He couldn't follow, so he wanted to divide the people of God. So as my mom would always say, the game doesn't change, only the players. So Satan has been up to the same tactics to divide the people of God. And we can't, we have to stop falling for the bait. 
because we keep on falling for the bait, whether it's social or economical stances, sexual preferences. Uh, religion is a big mm-hmm. one. You know what I'm saying? It's like all these different tactics he's using to divide us. And if you look in our world, man, he's using everything to try mm-hmm. to divide the people. And I like to say this. How do you know who's being led in the situation? If something is causing you to divide, it's Satan. If something is causing you to unite, it's Jesus. Satan is a divider, and Jesus is a uniter. That's how I see mm. it. You know? Wow. Wow. That is that is so good. Uh, and, you know, in, in uh, along those lines, um, you shared with me something about your – something that you learned in uh, learning to love your older brother. Can, can you tell yes. us that story? Absolutely, bro. Um, about a year ago um, – I have an older brother, and his name is Lorenzo. And my brother's probably 15 years older than I am. And, man, my whole life, uh, my brother's been gay. And um, clear as a whistle, man, and my brother now, uh, just, just to kind of paint the picture, he's, he's AIDS positive now. Now, to kind of clearly mm. paint the picture, too, um, mm. God just told me, man, to go to your brother with this whole love, this new love in him I found, he told me to go to your brother and apologize to him for judging him and not loving him. And I'm like, instantly I knew it was the right thing to do. Now, me mm-hmm. being young, man, um, I didn't know why it was, a, it was a huge divide from my family and my brother and from the church and my brother. But, man, when mm-hmm. I went and apologized to my brother now 13 months ago, you talk about the shackles and the chains that broke, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I said to myself too, John, you know, I had my oldest brother and my oldest sister passed away and I said, not another loved one on my watch. You know, I'm not going to lose another brother and sister on my watch, you know? So I went to my brother, apologized to him. And this is the beauty of Jesus right here. Me and my brother, we decided, we know that we sin. He has his sin and I have my sin. And we decided to work on our sin together as one. So that's what we're doing, man. And I feel like a lot of times, uh, especially in the church, bro, my sin is no greater than my brother's sin. But I feel like we have a way of putting on blast of issues Mm -hmm. that we don't struggle with. And I didn't see my brother go through that. Now, this is the saddest point of this whole story right here is – when my brother found out, you know, he realized he was gay, it wasn't, he told me from his mouth, it, it wasn't that the family turned their back on him. It was that the church turned their back on him. Now, in his mind, for 30-something years, bro, he didn't see the church turning them back on him. He thought that Jesus had turned his back on him. Mm. And mm. my brother, because he wasn't accepted in the church, that's why he turned to drug use, alcohol use, and that's how he ended up catching the uh, the AIDS virus, the HIV virus, which now has turned into AIDS because when he couldn't turn to Jesus, he turned to drug use. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, gosh, B, bless your heart. I hope everyone's listening to this because this is just so important. We've got to get this. Right. We really have got to get this. The church has got to get it. We're losing this this battle really bad. 
Don't you Absolutely. think? Brother, I yeah. I could concur. I concur 110%. Can I say one other thing about that story? Please. In order to love the way Jesus loved, and for me, in order to love the way that uh, I just love my brother, I realized one thing. I had to give up my right to be right. Mm. What's more important, me proving my religious point or me pointing someone to Jesus? And in order for me to point someone uh. to Jesus, I have to give up my right just like Jesus gave up his right. You have to meet people where they're at. Mm. Wow. I'm so glad you got to that one. Because if you hadn't gotten to it, I was going to bring it up. I love that. Give up your right to be right. Oh, boy. There's some really good stuff here that uh, that uh, we can offer to the church and to Christians. I hope, I, I hope they're listening to you. I hope you get a chance to continue speaking this message and uh, unity. Bring yeah. reclaiming uh, what what's been broken up by the enemy. Um, I I want you to just comment um, a little bit here on something that we we call kind of our theme here. In fact, it it, it would be this would be our movement um, be and our vision um, to introduce the gospel of welcome to everyone mm. everywhere. That's what we want to do. And um, I think, you know, it, that's a new term for us, gospel of welcome. I really like it. I think I, I think it says what I want it to say, but it might say different things to different people. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit. Well, what does that say to you? What is What does the gospel of welcome say to you? Well, I, I love that, first of all. You know, I really love the gospel of welcome because to me what it says, that's what this whole united one thing is about is mm-hmm. all are welcome in Christ in Christ brother we are united in his love we are one and that means whosoever will let him come i'm not the judge of who qualifies for this love for Jesus that's mm-hmm. all on Jesus i'm called to do one thing and that's love stay in my lane god is called to judge and the holy spirit convicts it's that simple, bro. But we're trying to be God, man. And I'll say this too, man. We have to stop being so concerned as churches about our own little brand. We didn't forget about the brand that we all signed up for, and that's the brand of Jesus. Period. And if we're really about the brand of Jesus, we're all about loving and uniting people all in his name. And I'll say this too about the brand of welcome. We have to stop focusing on the many minors we let divide us and focus mm-hmm. on the one major that brings us all together, and that's Jesus and his love. Wow. All are welcome, bro. Amen. All Amen. are welcome. Whew. Amen. How's your brother doing now? Man, I actually, he's great. And I'm going back to St. Louis because he asked me to come and speak at this love rally uh, for a bunch of his friends who are basically gay, cool. gay friends. Cool. So I'm going mm-hmm. back to seek Jesus, 
and his love, <laughs> they invited me. That's the power of giving up your right to be right. So is he is he back? Are you telling me that he's back with the Lord? Yeah, man, my brother, man, he's done rededicated his life to Jesus, man. <laughs> That's such good news. That is it is, great. man. And we're working on our wow. faith together. You know, I I love that part. That was my favorite part of that story. We're working on our sins together. Absolutely. You know, that that reminds me of something I've said before. Uh, I, I just had this thought. You know, in, in this whole issue of, of of homosexuality, there there are, you know, there are Christians who will make the argument. Well, you know, okay, we love gay people, but. You know, uh, but of course, when they when they become a when they become followers of Jesus, of course, that's going to have to change. And that uh, we don't want. If they're going to be a Christian and still be gay, we can't have them. We we can't have we can't fellowship with them. You know, and you know, that's that's the next one. It it, it is e- it's easier to love non-Christian gays. It's harder to love Christian gays. Okay, how are we going to uh, do that? That that's a much bigger, harder thing, and but you have to draw on the same thing. You've got to draw on the same love, and you've got to draw on the same power, and and give people the uh, the opportunity to to listen to the Lord and find out what He's saying to them, and uh, mm. and what it takes. And and but this is what I say. I, I say to a person who is going to going to have have a struggle with a person maybe continuing in a lifestyle like that once they're a Christian. I would say to that person, "Do you can you tell me that there there is a there is a can you tell me if there's a sin that you will probably undoubtedly commit again in the next you know rest of your life." Is there any sin that you have just totally gotten rid of? It's it just gone. It's gone. You're never going to do it again. You know? Can you tell me? And John, that's I good. don't think I don't think they can. I don't think that's they can. Good, and so, in other words, we make. You see what I'm saying? I saying I'm saying yes. we make can we we make allowances for ourselves. See? Well, I got this little sin. You know? Yeah, I'll probably do that again. But but that's not a big. It's not hurting anybody. It's no really big. How how do we get to make allowances and this other brother doesn't? Absolutely. So what do we do? I love what you're saying. We both work on our sin together. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's yeah. a journey, I think bro. Yeah. I think you've given us something to to help us here. This is so good. I so much appreciate you, B. I love your approach and I love the things you're saying. This is really good. And I just want to hear you guys sometime, you know. <laughs> when are Come you on, man, in? jump on stage. Well, jump when on you, stage when with us. When you California? When you come to Southern California? You, you man, know? we were are just there out here? two weeks ago. Yeah, we were just there uh, two weeks ago. So I, I think it's probably not on the schedule until sometime in 2015. So I'll totally keep uh, you posted. Yeah, you will. Because, and, then, and then when you do, you got to do... My 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 favorite my favorite Jesus freak song, you know that <laughs> that's my theme song, man. 
<laughs> Brother, only for you, man. We got you, dog. It's nothing like a little bit of Jesus freak. <laughs> uh, that's so good. So good. So what, what's, uh, what's up for you in the, in the near future? Well, brother, I'm just speaking here a lot. Uh, uh, I'm getting requests to speak at, you know, churches and youth groups and stuff about just Good. loving, uniting, and becoming the united one. And I'm just riding Good. the wave, man. I've been working on this little book thing, and I, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but I think we got some pretty cool stuff, man. So we'll see because uh, that's totally out of my comfort zone right there. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Any, any, uh, are there any plans or dreams or uh, goals out there in the future? Things you'd like to do or be doing someday? Yeah, man, absolutely. Like with this whole uh, this apparel line, um, mm-hmm. I just really want to. Man, I have this goal to make the biggest brand in the world to unite people. You know, <laughs> um, just cool. to build this culture. And just to be able to, because, uh, man, these days, man, we can't depend upon our government. And God has clearly called us to take care of the, the widows, the orphans, and, and the poor, man. And um, that line is getting very broad. You know, it's not the person that's outside no more holding up the, you know, work for food sign. It's right here in our uh, suburban communities that, that people are really struggling, you know. So uh, yeah, I just want to be God's extended hand, man. So um, that's where we're at with that, man. We just want to be able to build this brand. And if people are in need or if people know someone in need and, uh, you know, the government can't help or church can't help, because everybody in need, man, don't qualify. They really don't qualify for government assistance. And that's a mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge um, mm-hmm. demographic we want to serve, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, listen, brother, we, our time's about up. But, you know, I, I haven't done this on this show yet, but I just feel led to pray for you right now. So um, if you wouldn't mind, I'm I'm just going to do that. Please. Is that okay? Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for, for this, brother. I thank you for the way you called him you put him right in the middle of of so many divisions and you've given him a heart to to bring people together and uh he's got a message to people who don't know you and but he's got a really strong message to the people who do he's got a strong message to to the church to help us get back on track to where we're really supposed to be in terms of the love of jesus and uh, forgiving one another and being honest with ourselves. And um, so I, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of musicians out there who are, who are playing music, but uh, uh, this, this brother has got a lot more than music going on in him. And I just pray that you would strengthen him and give him power and give him direction. Yes. And and make this uh, make his dream come true, Lord. Make this make this thing uh, a, a powerful worldwide uh, work that will will teach people about coming together and how Jesus is the one who unites us. And uh, so I just I just pray pray that you bless him and and uh, bring good things in his life. Thank you for 
what he shared with us today. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, John. I love you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you, too. Next time you're out here, okay, you gotta you got to get me a seat up there somewhere. Brother, you don't have the best seat in the house. You can have my seat. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you. Thank you to your wife and, and uh, friends, and we'll, uh, we'll have you again on here sometime soon. It's really good. Please thank do, you. my brother. Please do. Okay. All right. Uh, Bye, buddy. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. How about that, Gunner? Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like a kid in a candy store listening in. There was uh, so, so much. It was so rich. It was so rich. And, uh, you know, working on our sins together. I mean, where do you want to start, John? I mean, what was your favorite part of that conversation? Uh, probably that part. Uh, when he was yeah. talking about his brother, I, I was crying, honestly. I, yeah. I just, I was. Um, that was just amazing to hear him talk like that. And uh, what he was, you know, what he learned and what he was able to bring to his brother. But how that message needs to be, that story needs to be told to the church. Yeah. We oh, desperately yeah. desperate need that. We desperately need it. You know? Yeah, that that was uh, just an incredible, uh, you know, and just the realness of his story and just his background and, and, and what he's gone through and, and mm-hmm. his dying his dying sister, you know, and, and yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's just like it was just a rich conversation that you know, it's again, you know, just you know, there were so many great just anecdotes and such in that that, that he was sharing mm-hmm. that just came from just a, a heart of, that's been transformed in such depth. That I knew someone actually pinged me during the show, and, and I was telling them, I said, yeah, I can really tell John is really uh, enjoying this. I mean, I could hear it in your voice <laughs> and, uh, as far as if he was, you guys were speaking the same language, and it was so fun to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Um, love me to the cross, judge me away yeah. from the cross. That was another one. And uh, and uh, oh, and the the one I really like is that uh, giving up my right to be right. Oh yes. boy! Oh, that, that's a zinger. That's that's a, I think it's a fastball right down the middle. <laughs> I mean, it really is, right? I mean, you think about it really is. You know, an approval and this, the, the media, social media, all the stuff that we wrestle with in this day and age, even more so than ever. Giving up your right to be. Oh my goodness. I mean, it really does come back down to just, you know, Jesus. And uh, he's so focused, well, so dialed up, so laser focused. I loved it. And that also, see what that one phrase does, it, it gets the church out of being the 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 moral, uh, mm. you know, statement to the world. Um, yes. Because that's not, that's not what we were called to do, but that's what we ended up, up doing. And that's what the world thinks we're here for is to yeah. bring morality to the world. Mm. You know, no, we, we, for, we got off track. We're here to bring Jesus. So yeah. if we're going to bring Jesus, give up our right to be right. And there's so mm. many things we give up in, in the, in, in, along with that. You know, our right our right to a, to a Christian America, our, our right to, you know, this, you know, so many so many things that, that we fell for. That's right. really, yeah, all. 
we really fell for him and um, and, and got off track of the gospel. So, uh, wow! Just get back to get back to who we are and what we're called to do, and and uh, and be honest about you know our own messed up life, and and uh, yeah. get get in with the. With our gay brothers and sisters, and let's 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 work on our sin together. <laughs> oh, goodness. yes, that is. That is so I, I literally was. I had myself on mute, except for the one time you pulled me in there, and I said, "Absolutely, absolutely." And I was I was literally just laughing because it was like it was so good. That line there, I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, wow. It's just um, you know, God is good. What a fun. What a great time. Just good time. Thank you, Lori. If yeah. Lori's listening, thank you for introducing us to B. Matter of fact, she just pinged me and said, this is such good stuff. And so, uh, so grateful. Good. And uh, just so fun to hear you guys just talk in that same language. And just, there's a movement yeah. taking place here. And, uh, yeah. And, well, we uh, got, and it's yep. exciting to see it come to play. And Gunnar, we got our own movement here. And uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about it a lot in the next few days. So mm-hmm. uh, if Absolutely. you're with the catch, Listen up. Don't miss your catch in the next 15 days. They're all going to be important because uh, we're we're talking about a movement. Yes. And, and I'm, and, I'm and really, excited. And you don't want to miss the last few days. I mean, of course, Marty, um, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, look up the catch from October 14th and just see Mar- Marty pick up the baseball bat. <laughs> um, yeah. Or from October 13th where, John, you're doing something. You're plastered yourself against the wall. And I know people have been having fun on Facebook page with that one, but uh, yeah. um, you know what an exciting movement! And yes, the next uh, several days here throughout the second half of October, and then next week we're going to be back. We've got uh, Cecil Murphy's going to be on the show. Um, wow, that's huge! I mean, he sold like 20 million books. Um, no kidding. He's written a, t- a lot of different books, and just he's got a wow. powerful, powerful story. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think you guys are going to have a, it's going to be a ball. And I think it's going to be very impactful. So the movement just keeps on flowing, my friend. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited. Um, Absolutely. So I think, I think we're there. I think our, yep. you know, that how does Kansas City doing? Anybody know? You know? You know. Uh, uh, no, we'll, I, I, we'll find out in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I had my eyes out on it. I was keeping my eye on it. I think they were down to, to Baltimore there. But we'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, who cares? You know, I mean, <laughs> in the in the, in the the long scheme of things, you know, yes. it's just exciting to see what God is doing here. And um, yes. uh, I, what I need to know, Gunnar, is uh, since I started this, do I land the plane or – or are you going to land the plane? Well, I'm, I'm not I'm, in the pilot's chair, so I think the pilot. Okay, gotta, I'm, uh, I'm going to land the plane. Well, last time I landed it without music, and that wasn't very good. So let's see. Hey, there you go. go. Look at that. I hit the right button. All right. Nice work. You're listening to The Catch with John All right, John. Fisher we'll see you next time. Same time, Radio. Radio. Yeah, see you next Connecting week. Connecting life to Sure. Yeah, just fix the clock. Don't the one one tie, can't be tricky ball from one top to six. Uh oh. Come on. Come on, Royal. Uh oh, Connor. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. There's the red button. And the episode. There's no red button. There's no red button. <laughs>
No, I'm serious. There is no See you next time, red. John. There's no red button. So, hey, this is like this is like the blooper reel. This is like if people stay in the theater to the very end. Sometimes there's like a special little thing that they 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 would miss. Yeah, they yeah. Up and left. Yeah. You know. And, well, and this is that moment. Hey, all right. Honestly, uh, you know they they've been putting this thing in the middle of my screen that I can't get rid of. It's the Uh-oh. conversation with B. Haley and all the notes and stuff. And, it's oh, yeah. and I think that might be covering up my button, but I, I don't know how to Uh-oh. get rid of it. And there's no button. Uh-oh. There's no red button anywhere, no end session anywhere. So what am I going to do? What if I just uh, click out on our microphones? Is that the only thing I know to do? I think, I think you're good. Yeah? I think that would so, work. So... Um, you can probably fix this uh, stuff later anyway, right? Absolutely. This is a good time. <laughs> if you're listening in right now, send John an email and tell him, John, land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> learn, learn how to do it, man. Okay. That's the greatest right, thing ever. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting off the microphones. We'll see you uh, see you shortly, Gunner. Absolutely. Thanks. We'll see you then, my friend. Okay, here we go. Take care. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh.